the the man is there. There's the man. Oh my! Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> there he is. The what is going on? Sexiest man in the room has just arrived. Look at that. What is shaking rockers? <laughs> Bonjour, Mister Zach. How are you? How you doing, man? Good. Surviving. So, Surviving the what pandemic. Is Good to see you, fellas. You too. Good to see you too. Well, let's get right into it. Brand new album, Doom Crew Inc., coming out on November 26th. Available pre-order now wherever music is sold. Going to be hitting the road starting October 1st with dates in Philly and Sacramento and everywhere, all over the place. Hopefully we get to catch him on the road. Welcome to the show, Mr. Zach Wild. There he is. Everybody. What is happening, fellas? What's going on over there, man? What's up? First of all, I want to I want to just yeah. start off right off the bat because Mitch and I were joking about this. You're one of my favorite guitar players of all time. My first real guitar amp was your Marshall Mini Baby Stack that you put yeah, out. Do you, do you still have it? No, I, dude, I sold it like a couple of years ago to my buddy because he was getting into guitar. But now I regret it because I see what they sell for. And I'm like, fuck, that was stupid. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, I had I had the overdrive pedal. I had the signature wah. Like, I was a big Eddie Van Halen fan. But for some reason, I gravitated towards the Zach Wilde stuff. So you were like, you, your guitar gear was the first real guitar gear I ever had. I did, because you had to settle. That's why. But, you know, you, you, then you move, you upgrade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you, you, no, you eventually I, upgrade. I tell you know? that all the time. She's settled. You know what I mean? But I just keep, you know, <laughs> I keep giving her glue and paint chips, and she has no idea where she's at, who she's with, or what's going on. So, you know, yeah. we're in the dark. But, I mean, no, that's cool, man. Very no, cool. Oh, yeah, so I, I was telling Mitch, I was like, yeah, man, I used to have all this stuff, so this is really cool. Talk about guitar a little bit. Are, are you still liking, do you still love playing guitar? Yeah, totally, man. Without yeah. a doubt. You know what I mean? So it just, I like like you said, I mean, like with the new record and everything like that, I look forward to it. It's almost kind of like the beginning of another season. You know what I mean? I'm just saying whether we were playing, you know, whether we just won the Super Bowl, we made it we were that close we you know we made it to the playoffs or we had a really good season or it was the worst season we ever had i'm just saying whether it's baseball or football i'm just saying like it's fresh season you're going it you know so i mean that's the way i approach it all the time so i mean uh and as far as you know us right you know as far as like the new record or whatever yeah it's you know no different than us going out trying to you know if we're looking for dinosaur bones and we know in this area out here, there's a batch of them. So we just got to, they're, they're in this area. So we just got to dig and see what we can find out here. Yeah. So, you know, I you never know what you're going to get. So, I mean, that's the whole fun thing of going in and doing another record. So you, and, you don't know where it's going to yeah. go, or where we're going to head or, you know, what it's like, oh, cool. Got a cool riff here today or right. whatever, you know. And I guess they I, keep it fresh, too, because, you know, like you said, it's almost like an archaeological dig. Like, you never know what you're going to find when, like, you start, when you grab the guitar and start noodling around and stuff. And maybe Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, like, Oz, Oz told me, like, you know, with, with, with Sabbath, mm-hmm. he said the thing with Tony, we always, like, after each record. Yeah. By the way, it was I, I almost have an Ozzy shirt for you today. There you go, the boss. So, I mean, it was just, it was just Oz said, we'd always, it would almost kind of be like, it was kind of like a running joke with them. It was kind of funny, like, to see if Tony could top what his bench press was on the last album. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, if it was NIB, then, then you know, the next record, it's War Pigs. Then the next album, you, you know, it's Into the Void. Mm-hmm. And the next album, it's Snowblind and Under the Sun, you know. And then, like, the next album, it's Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Like, Ozzy said, like, they were – Ozzy said it was pretty mind-blowing. Just, like, each record, there was, like, another – 
breakthrough. You right. know what I mean? Or, or he's beating his last bench press every time. And just, the crazy wow. thing about it, like at the time, like every time he did come up with something new, like it was completely fresh because you'd never heard something like that before. No, totally. You know what I mean? But it's just, you know, but, but like, like you said, though, with every band that you've ever loved, I mean, whether it's Elton John, the Beatles, the Stones, uh, Sabbath or Zeppelin or what I like all the bands we love. I, it, it always just comes down to the songs that are on the record. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't matter whether it's an Alden Miola record or a Ma Vishnu record. It's the songs that are on the record. We know there's blazing guitar and, a, you know, they're yeah. shredding stuff all over. But I mean, it is it always comes down to the, the songs that are on the record, no matter what band it is or what genre of music. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. talk a little bit about these songs, because the, 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 the beginning of the album brings me back when I hear it to what Black Sabbath does. It has that that kind of sound. But then you get down to Love Rain Down and you're like, ah, Book of Shadows. Um, and, and you haven't really blended that kind of stuff on albums before. I find this album to be very complete and it sort of encapsulates your entire career and all the different sounds you've made. Talk to me about sort of having that balance in the sounds and in, and in the album. Well, I don't know. I mean, to me, we've always had the, the mellow stuff on the records, you know, whether we were doing In This River, True. Uh, was on the Mafia, right? I mean, but like the first Black Label song I ever wrote was Spoken the Wheel, you know, the mellow stuff. So, uh, you know, no, I mean, it, there's always been mellow songs on the record. So, I mean, it's always, you know, I'm just saying like with Ozzy, you got Mom, Mom coming home and then we got No More Tears, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the same thing with Oz, you know, you always had, with Ozzy, you always had, you know, what they got, I don't know, on that record was Goodbye to Romance, you know? So there was always, you got the heavy stuff and the mellow stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, I mean, that's just, to me, it just goes hand in hand. Right. It, it does. Um, In June, we we celebrated, I think it's uh, 27 years since the Pride and Glory album. And I, I, I post on my socials all the time, on this day, this happened, on this day, this happened. And I put up on this day, you know, June 7th, Pride and Glory comes out, and the fan reaction was completely off the hook. People are just like, I love this album. I love what Zach did. I wish he would do it again. Um, just quickly, take a moment to remember that album, and is there a chance that we might see a resurrection of Pride and Glory? Yeah, moment? I mean, why not? I mean, we could always, you know, depends on when Fans I put it. it in between. You know, I'm just saying between the Black Label playing with the boss, Zach mm -hmm. Sabbath, Experience Hendrix, Generation X, cleaning the dog run, doing the dishes, then maybe we throw a Pride and Glory record in there. <laughs> just say no, too much shit going on. No, but it's definitely doable. I mean, with the, you know, why not? I mean, I'm just saying because it's to me, it's all it's all music. So, I, you know, and I love doing it all of it. So, I mean, uh, no, it's it, it could definitely be done for sure, man. Yeah. No, I mean, why not, right? I mean, in, in 2021, it's like fans are just so thirsty for everything and anything, and they just want to get their hands on whatever they can. So it's like, why not just give it to them, you know? Yeah, why not? It's, it's all good. I mean, it's, a, you know, you're doing what you love. So it, it, to me, it's all good. Yeah. Hey, talking about this year, No More Tears is celebrating its 30th anniversary, I think. They're putting out a big box set and stuff, remastering. Do you, do you have any, like, cool stories about those recording sessions back in the early 90s and... Right, yeah, some I mean, of those iconic just, solos, and oh, we had a blast making that record. I mean, we had a blast making "No Rest for the Wicked" too. I mean, I, I you know, there's not any time making any of those Aussie records. I didn't have a good time. I mean, every record we've done. I mean, first off, you're playing, doing what you love, and then you're, you're around people you like hanging out with. So, yeah, I mean, it's all win-win. But um, 
No, I mean, when we did no rest for the week, I mean, it was a bit more, it was more relaxed now because, it, um, you know, No More Tears was kind of like, I mean, uh, No Rest for the Wicked was like, you know, it's my first album with Ozzy and everyone's curious to see what I'm going to sound like and everything like that. And it's right. just like, what's, you know, so where, whereas uh, No More Tears was just more of a, definitely more of a relaxed atmosphere, you know what I mean? But then, you know, like other songs were coming in, like, you know, uh, Road to Nowhere, then the Mama I'm Coming Homes and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously, you know, my love for almonds and Skinner and stuff like that, you know, with, with as far as the chicken picking stuff goes for like, I don't want to change the world, you know, solos yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, to, to me, you know, what we're doing, what I'm doing now on a Doom Crew Incorporated record is, is no different than pretty much an extension of what we were doing then. It's just, you know, I mean, yeah. with Oz, it's just more... Zachy, what do you got? You know what I mean? Like as far as riffs go. Mm-hmm. But I remember, you know, when we were doing the riff for I Don't Want to Change the World, I remember I was just saying, I think it was, uh, we were talking about like how not to get a date. You know what I mean? Like we were just like taking a thing, like certain right. things like you say to a chick and you go, yeah, no wonder why I can never get a date. You know, so it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it was just like, it would go down, chicka, down, chicka, 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 yeah. Hey, I still live at home with my parents and I have no job, you know, and we'd have like all this stuff, you know what I mean? Right. And it was just like, Ozzy walked in the room, like we were on the floor crying, laughing because you're, I'd be doing the riff and I would, you know, we would stop and then you'd say something ridiculous and I would do the riff again, you know? <laughs> and then Oz comes walking in, we were at Joe's garage at, uh, at, at Frank Zappa's place, his rehearsal place. Mm. And I remember Oz comes in, he goes, what's that riff? Keep that. Let's do. We'll turn that into a song. And I'm. I mean, it was just a joke. You're doing all these ridiculous things, and we're all on the right. floor crying, laughing. I'm like, you're kidding, Oz. I go, this is terrible. He's just like, no, we're gonna make that a song. And it, any, anyways, we end up making it a song, and it ends up winning a Grammy. Yeah, like <laughs> you never thought, right? Dying on the floor, you're like holy shit. No, like, but you gotta, like, you gotta love Oz. I mean, like when Diary yeah. of a Madman. Randy was having a, a classical lesson. Ozzy smashed on the couch. He wakes up. He goes, "What is that? We'll use something like that, and we'll make it a song." And then you know, it turns into Diary of a Madman. You know, I mean, right. I'm just saying, like, and the same thing he did with Suicide Solution. He was like, "What was that? That's awesome, yeah. Randy's like, "This is horrendous. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what I just played." You know, and he goes, "Well, whatever it was, it was good." You know, and they ended up, and it becomes <laughs> yeah. Suicide Solution. Was a lot of so, that stuff spontaneous in the studio, and you just, just like it just happened out of thin air like that, or did you guys sit yeah, down for like, a session like, and you know, like, yeah, without no more tears? I think when Oz, when Mikey started that, and Randy almost Randy started playing the drums, almost kind of exactly like how what you're hearing on the record. And then I remember mm-hmm. uh, I did the John Sinclair came up with that keyboard, the climb, and the and just like on the record. And then I I, I did the slide thing. Cause you know, I had the slide laying around and the, and the line of eh, well, well, right. almost kind of like a free bird Skinnerty, you know, mm-hmm. Holman brothers thing. Cause my love for those guys. So then, uh, and then we stopped and Mike st- was still playing and Randy and we were like, let's do like a, ah, just sing something here. Almost kind of like war pigs, black dog, you know, like where it's, it's a, the vocal line, then the riff, you know right. what I mean? Like the that trade-off. kind of thing. Yeah, totally. So Oz and, and, you know, I mean, Oz, He's like the king of the melody. I mean, pretty much every every time he sings, um, he would sing something. It would always end up being that would be the the melody. 
Like there yeah. was very, very rarely did Oz ever come back and go, you know, I'm not happy with what I'm singing there. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me actually, let me just take a break from it and let me think of something else. Cause I, I don't like it. Yeah. Usually it was like the first thing he'd sing and it was like, there it is. Wow. Talk about melody, like the A section of your solo in No More Tears, I get goosebumps every time from just that, that like even the guitar tone, everything about it, like it sounds so good. It reminded me, I mean, when we were doing it, when I look back on it now, it might be like an Elton John type thing, like a funeral Mm -hmm. for a friend type thing, Mm -hmm. because I'm a huge Elton John fan. So, I mean, it was like looking back on that and then i remember one of my one of my buddies actually said it oh it reminds me of like a, a funeral for a friend like elton john but i remember uh that and then i, I remember i did the solos like pretty much one take like i it was like i constructed it a little bit but you know it was, but when i performed it it was just one take wow. and i remember uh and the, the, all the guitars in that are one take and i remember like you know the rest of the record i doubled the guitars because yeah. you wanted the sound fuller and fatter and everything you know, like that huge those guitars but <clears throat> but uh but yeah but that that track, though, I remember I, it was only one guitar, you know, the slide and the dun, 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 yep. you know, so it was like, I remember wanting to double it. John Perdell, God bless his soul. I remember Father John was just like, no, nah, exactly. we doubled everything. He was just like, he did it anyways. Let's go get something to eat anyways. You know what I mean? Because it was cutting in like us going to grab a bite to eat. You know, right. just like, get then, this yeah, if I would have had to double it, it was like, you know, nah, let's just go eat, man. So. But I remember I was like, oh, man, I want to double the guitars. It was like, no, nah, no, nah, just, just leave it. It sounds fine, man. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, now I listen back to it. I was just like, yeah, I'm glad we did. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that guitar solo, it's like, was was that a one like one take kind of thing? Like it just happened as you played it or? Oh, it's one, it's one take without a doubt. But I think I, I think I just said like, let me, let me just come up with something. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like, a, you know, a little bluesy thing and the one. And then I think I probably. You know, and then I constructed the probably the, the climb going up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But then, but I, I think it, when I performed it though, it was just I did it one time, and then it was Thank like, oh, right. cool, it came out good. You know, it came out right. right. So, whatever. You know, it was just it, there wasn't anything where I was like, oh, let me fix this or punch me in here or whatever. You know, so because I think that solo is one of the most perfect guitar solos of all time. Even down to like the tone, like the tone and the the, the delays and like the effects, like everything, the processing, it's just so I dig well it, done. Brother. Thanks, man. Yeah, you don't hear guitar tones like that anymore. So that's why it's like you hear that on the radio or on the CD. It's like, fuck. It's no, you hear it on good. Doom Crew, I can tell you that much. Uh, Zach, let me just quickly ask you about the work ethics. From uh, 1999 until now, you've you've essentially released an album a year, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about that work ethic. And do you approach the album making process the same and, they, and therefore you can sort of just punch them out? Or is everyone a struggle and yet you just go, yep, just going to put the sweat and tears and we're going to get something pumped out? No, I, I think uh, I think then it was just no. I always looked forward to going in the studio. You know what I mean? So it was just because uh, you know you're going in and and you never know what we're going to create when you get there. So it's like a it's like Salvador Dali going in and he's got a a wide open slate and then we just give him a whole bunch of you know paint and it, and it's just like Salvador go okay let me come up with something. You know what I mean? And it's just like. To me, it's it, it's just awesome when, you know, when we'd go in the studio and stuff like that. But I mean, the whole thing is, you know, now that we have the Vatican, I the Black you know, Vatican, like, yeah, the Black Vatican. You know, my wife when I when I painted it black, she's like, <laughs> "What are you twelve? You've also got the and I was like, No, I'm not twelve. I go, don't ever insult me like that again. I'm thirteen. I'm a teenager now. Don't ever insult yeah. me. I still cook yeah. with the poster oven. Come on, leave me uh, alone. Exactly. I'm a man. I'm a man now. <laughs> but I mean, that sort of thing is. Uh, 
no, it, like, even though that we have the studio, like people are like, oh man, you must record in there all the time. I don't, right? you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just, if I have an idea or something like that, like you say, like a wild horses type thing or something, mm -hmm. I'll record it on my acoustic on my phone, you know, just so I have it. And when we're going to eventually turn it into a song, we will. I mean, I don't write any lyrics until we got a, I'm going to sing something on it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so it's just like let me let me come up with some lyrics for this thing. I'll, well, it's I'll always music first, out, then so. lyrics. Yeah, yeah, always the music first, and then you know, and then the melody, and then uh, you know, I'll sit in a truck and crank it and listen to it, and then start singing something over it, and then go, I call, and then I'll then I'll start figuring out what I want to sing it about. Right. But uh, but yeah, that's usually the process how it always works. You know, it's interesting because we. Jeremy and I were just talking to Kim Mitchell, and he was like, "Oh, I hate going in the studio. I, it's I hate. Yeah. I can't." He was it, like, "It's a pain. Oh, it's, recording making an album is such a pain in the ass." And I'm like, "Well, that's kind of like what everybody says, but it's like I, I guess it really is what you make of it, you know?" No, I, yeah, I, I I've never felt that way. I mean, it's just like like I like when I played sports, I love going to practice. I love I loved. I love the whole process and the whole thing. You know what I mean? Whereas a lot of people yeah. like they just like playing the game. They don't like the practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, uh I, I enjoyed the the whole process. Like I enjoy I enjoy like a lot of people like they like the road, they don't like the studio. A lot of people like the studio and like I can't stand touring. Yeah. I I never understood that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I love the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's well, just I uh yeah, it's like when I'm out at on, the end of the day, right? Yeah, when yeah, I'm out on the road, we're gonna roll. The three of us are gonna roll for six weeks yeah. with the fellas and everything. Like, it's we're gonna have a blast for six weeks. Then we're going home. Like yeah. I've never, I've never been on the road where I was like, I can't wait to go home. I, I never felt like that before. Right. And you know, we got four kids. I, you know, and I, I mean, I was you, you always want to, you know, now that I'm home, you know, obviously, whenever I'm home, I take, you know, take take a little Sabatini to school and everything like that. You know, like I like doing that stuff. So. But like when we're on the road, we're you're doing what you love, man. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, that's, that's the reason why you have Led Zeppelin posters on the walls and Sabbath and yep. all your favorite right. guys. You know, what how I mean? difficult so. has it been to be off the road for for 18 months? I mean, it, did it does it change you? Do you think oh, home's kind of great or do you sort of go? Oh, come on. Like, how's no, that been I've, for you? Because people were like, man, you must be jonesing to get on. The road. I was like, no, I've enjoyed every. I've cherished every second of being home. You know what I mean? With you know, because I'm never home. So you know, like it's like, oh, you're gonna go on a vacation. This is the vacation. You know what I mean? When I'm the home staycation. for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but no, I, I, um, I, I, I love being home. You know, this this whole time. So it just because uh, yeah. I never I never get that opportunity. But I I love, like you said, I love when we're torn. Like we just got done doing two shows. I mean. Like I actually had to sit and practice standing up because I haven't played a guitar standing up for 18 months. So, you know, like you practice, you, you're sitting down, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you know, Next, your shoulders hurting. You're like, Oh God, I, well, do this uh, for two hours. Well, I, I mean, I never get that. So, I mean, it's <laughs> you, just like, you, you know, don't want to get a, a throne like Dave Grohl and just sit there and, and shred away. Yeah. But Dave, that's because Dave had a broken leg. You know what I mean? And I'm sure <laughs> you know, Dave was still broken around legs, with a broken older, leg. You know what I mean? Hey, Phil Collins <laughs> is sitting on a throne now. So with Genesis, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it doesn't matter when you're, when you're, yeah. when, you much, yeah. <laughs> when you, when you're slamming as Phil Collins, you can do that, you know, I mean? but uh, no, it just, no, it was just kind of funny, you know, just before we just did the Sturgis show and we did, uh, did another show with the Montana chapter. So, 
I mean, it was a blast. It was like we were out there playing. It was like COVID never happened. And <laughs> and it, 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 it almost felt like I'm looking at the rest of the guys. As soon as we started playing, it was like it felt like we were just at the rave in Milwaukee two weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Like we were never away. Right. Right it's back. funny, Zach. Zach, I, I got a stupid, stupid question for you. So, I, I followed this like guitar page, and like an old school photo of you showed up on it, and I was like cracking up because like it looks nothing like you look like now. Like, how do you go from looking like a twink John Bon Jovi in the '80s to like looking like <laughs> Hell's Angel these days? Uh, looking, looking like a homeless guy that Barbara Ann just let in the house. <laughs> Maybe this guy needs something to eat. But uh, no, I because uh... like talk about reinventing your total image. Well, no, I mean, well, that was the time, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what was, that's what was going on. But I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny. I mean, cause like right after, as soon as we started doing the shows, even in 88, 89, when I was playing with Ozzy, mm-hmm. I never did my hair, you know, it was almost kind of like the, the poofy hair for the pictures, right? the band shots and whatever guitar magazines we had to do. But I mean, it was like when we were doing live shows, I just went out there with no shirt on and my hair, you know, yeah. I never put hairspray hair. in my hair. Right. No, I just went down with my hair straight and yeah. that was it. So, uh, but no, I mean, like, and then as far as the facial hair, I remember when we did the, uh, the rock star movie, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I had to wear this beard every, cause every day for the movie I had to shave. So, uh, but at the end of the movie, I had to do this beard thing. Right. And I was just like, I remember putting this beard on. And, you know, because it was at the end of the movie, it was like, where are they now? They did it. It never ended up in the movie, but it was like a where are they now? And it had like the band years later where they all were and what happened, you know, when Steel Dragon Dragon broke up. And I ended up living in the mountains somewhere and and like, you know, I was like a mountain man and, you know, whatever. Grizzly Adams. I was hanging out with bears and stuff like that. So but I remember and I had a shotgun and the whole nine yards, but it was just like. I remember having the beard going and I was thinking to myself, man, when I get done with this movie, I'm going to actually, I'm going to grow my beard out. Right. So, but yeah, so I actually test drive the whole beard thing because I had the <laughs> fake one on the whole time. So, so it was a movie prop that made you say, Hey, I actually kind of, yeah, like I, I, I'm going to go for it. So pretty much, which is kind of funny because like Sabbath has never seen me without a beard. So when he sees pictures of me without it, it's kind of funny, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So probably since I haven't shaved since what, probably 2001. 2002, something like that. Wow. So how'd you I mean, not you want to see my movie? my back hair and my ass hair is completely out of control. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see the pubes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a complete jungle. That's a safari, bro. Barb, Barb can't even get to the important parts, bro. <laughs> I'm Maybe going she to... doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you uh, the local Montreal question. Uh, Frank Marino uh, announced recently that he was too ill to tour and therefore has canceled everything forever. Um, you of course met Frank, you know, Frank, you, 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 yeah, friends with Frank. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, he hasn't come out publicly. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not asking about his health. I'm just asking you for you. What, what does he mean as a guitarist? What was it about him as a player where you just went, yeah, that, that guy's good. I got, I got to learn his stuff. Um, well, obviously, you know, we're all inspired by certain things and, and, right. you know, everything like that. But I mean, to me, I, I just always thought, I mean, you know, I mean, as far as like, I mean, I'm like, obviously, Frank, I'll be the first one to tell you, he loved Jimi Hendrix and he was inspired by Hendrix and everything like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. he was just like, the, you know, took the 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 essence of, you know, of, of Jimmy, of, of the guys that you love, that you're inspired by. And it just like, Frank's just like a Formula One race car right. of 
mm-hmm. that style of playing. I mean, it's just like, and it's and it's not just fast playing, and it because it, it, it's everything he does is musical, you know. And then his grasp on bebop and like jazz lines and everything like that, you know, like the live version that they did of uh, Red House mm-hmm. on the uh, on his next on his second live album again. It was just, I mean, it yeah. just. It's frightening, man. I mean, the, the guitar playing on that, the phrasing and his playing, it's just out of control. But uh, no, I, I I still listen to him all the time and get inspired. Every time I hear him, I get inspired. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I mean, it's just, he really, like you said, just phenomenal technique and his musicality is just, it's just staggering, man. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the greats. Well, Doom, Doom Crew Inc., brand new record from Black Label Society, out November 26th, available pre-order. Now, you get it on vinyl, you get it on the CD, you get to go stream it, but you can also buy it on cassette, apparently. You guys have been doing cassettes. Everybody's doing the old, everything old is new again. Yes, which is, I mean, which is always kind of cool, you know what I mean? So, like, if you weren't around to, to enjoy it the first time around, you know, I'm just waiting for A-Track to come back. So that's <laughs> that's what we want. Right. And then A-Track and stick that in your car, man. Oh, yeah. God. In a Camaro. <laughs> I have an old Detroit Rock yes. eight track laying around somewhere. I don't know where it is though. I have some downstairs actually, because I, I actually am that old. So <laughs> one last question, Wait. Zach, before we go. So Eddie Van Halen has the tapping. He's got the whammy bars. To me, Zach Wilds, your iconic thing is the pinch harmonics. It's got to be the pinch harmonics. I got to go with I just annoy people, and you know, <laughs> want to clear a room. Well, just get me involved. And you're like, Zach, you know, I just want to read this book and have a cup of coffee with nobody in here. Hey, I, don't worry. I can clear the room. But my buddy, he was saying, he's like, dude, he's like, you know, in the classic interviews when they have the bleep and every time somebody swears, for Zach, just use a pinch harmonic every yes, time. totally, man. <laughs> How did you start doing that pinch harmonic thing? Because when I think of you, that's the first thing I, I hear. I hear the woo. Well, no, I remember, I remember my guitar teacher, Leroy Wright. He was just like, I asked him how like Billy Gibbons was doing like Lagrange and everything, you know what yeah. I mean? Though, and I was just like, "What is that?" And he just goes, "Oh, they're, they're like pinch harmonics." And he showed me, you know, I was just like, "Oh, how do you, how do you do, make that sound?" You know, and, and then he showed me how to do the on the high notes, right. and then I just realized, you know, then just practicing them on the lower notes, I was like, "Oh, wow, this kind of sounds cool." So, but you know, it, when when you double them in the studio, that's when they really come to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you ask any guitar player, I'll tell you that. You know, it's just like, I was like, wow, it sounds like amazing, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that's how, I mean, I, I learned it from Billy Gibbons. That's where I got the beard from Billy Gibbons as well. <laughs> You're basically so, you know, ZZ Top now. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. The That'd one next, man ZZ Top. Our next shirt. cover band in there next to Zach Sabbath. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get yeah. some shades on you. Get some yeah, shades no, on you. ZW Top. You know, that's what we'll change it to. <laughs> oh, the spinning beautiful. guitar. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, Zach. Well, brand new album. Make sure you go pre-order it now. November 26th is out. You've said it all. This was uh, really great to meet you and chat with you today. I love this. Yeah, right back at you, man. Always a pleasure. Always great talking to you, Father Mitch. Uh, you too. Always a pleasure. Going back to the, that very first... Uh, uh, what you gonna call it? Uh, the, the acoustic record. I, I forgot the name. All of a sudden. <laughs> no, when we hooked up at that whorehouse in in Montreal, uh, the first time. <laughs> that, that was in the first eight, time. in eighty nine. That was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was beautiful. The book of book of shadows. The one of the greatest albums ever ever released. I, I don't know if that insults you or not, but it's your best album. I love it. it. It's perfect. It is perfect from start to finish. Appreciate it, my brother. Thank you very much. Always, always a pleasure.